You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Welcome to OK Sis. My name is Mads. My name is Scout. I am the older sister. You know, I just say it all the time, and I think I have this inherent need for everybody to know that I'm older than you, and I'm not sure why, but when we ask people who we are first meeting who's older or or who's younger, they always say that you're older. I know. I don't understand because I give off the most juvenile energy of all time, so I don't understand. Do you think it's because I look young? People tell me I look very young. Well, <laughs> must be nice, Scout. No, no, it's not nice. I don't really want to look like a 22-year-old, you know? But people, like, I remember when I would go, I would be like 24, right? And I would ask for a pack of cigarettes, don't smoke sisters, I don't do that anymore. And they would, every single time at the gas station, be like, yeah, I'm going to need to see some ID. And it was 18 to smoke. And I would show it to them and They'd literally every every single time say, I literally thought you were 15. Whoa. Maybe you just have a baby face. You're also very short. Yeah. That's also something that I'm kind of coming to terms of. But anyways, this week, sisters, I got my second vaccine. And let me tell you something about Moderna Hell. Let me tell you something about that Fauci ouchie. Oh, my God. Uh, Fauci ouchie. That was the first time I ever heard that. And I was peeing laughing. Fauci ouchie. That's amazing. Yeah, so I was very blessed that I did not get full-on shivers, shakes, all of that stuff. I had a little bit of it, but it is, you know, I have had I got the vaccine four or five days ago, 
and I'm just having some brain fog. Like mm-hmm. cognitively, cognitively, it is difficult for me or not difficult for me. I'm just not my sharpest. I'm not my sharpest and I feel fine. I just feel tired. I don't know if that is a side effect. Cognitive, uh, a decrease in cognitive ability is one of the side effects of uh, the vaccine. So uh, I think you're just blaming the vaccine on you being tired five days later. <laughs> Because what I've Absolutely heard from it, it is what I've heard from the second vaccine. I'm getting mine this week, so let's all pray for Mads. Uh, but I have Pfizer, and I honestly, people say, "Oh, Pfizer is better," but I, every one of my friends has been sick, every single one. And what they say is, it's really only like a 12-hour window where they're they feel so so sick, and then they just are jump back to normal. It, it within a minute, it's like, "Oh, I'm fine." Yeah, that wasn't my case. I think Moderna's a little bit different. It kind of lingered. Like, I was fine 36 hours later, and then it kind of came back for a few hours the next day. It's kind of just been this lingering fatigue, sluggish situation. But with all of us getting vaccinated, I feel like at the same time, it was Pandora's box. One of us got it, and the whole fucking country got it, it feels like. There's definitely a different air, and there's definitely a different emotional feeling that oh, it's I feel like. People people keep saying that, oh, yeah, well, we're in quarantine. I don't feel quarantine. Like, quarantine for me, not that I'm being irresponsible and going out to raves and sitting inside in a crowd full of people, but I feel as if energetically the idea of quarantine is not is not what I'm feeling anymore. No. I think, I think it's – I mean, I'm still – I don't leave this apartment, so – I'm I feel quarantined in the way in the reason that we're working from home still. Um, But no, the fear has definitely subsided, which is was the biggest, I think, the the fear of the unknown was such a thing that lingered throughout all of 2020 and I think was the cause of most of our anxieties about all of this. And now there is a known like we like it feels hopeful. Yeah, it does feel hopeful. And I think maybe my work from home situation is more permanent. So I closed down my office with Scott's agency. And so working from home for me is just how I'm going to be living the rest of my days out potentially. And so in that sense, yes, I'm home every day. But I feel I know people keep saying the new normal, quote unquote, but I feel as if it's not the new normal anymore. It's just the normal. This is just the way my life is. People have shifted beautiful yeah people have shifted I mean I'm probably gonna have to go back into an office and I am dreading I'm dreading it it's so interesting because we were dreading we were literally dreading moving like working from home and now we've all become comfortable so we'll adjust and it'll you know it'll work itself out but it is very it is a scary thought to go back in you know for the biggest reason this is the biggest reason um, because I realized that, I mean, I always have been like so bloated and, you know, everything. So after lunch, I always have to lay on my stomach on my bed. And I can't do that in an office. Very unprofessional. You know what? I'm just going to say something about your work environment. I have a feeling that there's a couch that you can do such things. You, okay. You want me to lay on my stomach on a couch in the middle of an office. You've obviously yes, never been. You obviously. What are you talking about? You have obviously never been to an office. You can't yeah, just I've lay. Never worked in an office. You can't just lay in the lobby in the couches. 
I mean, I don't understand why not. I don't think it's like a big deal. Like you're just taking a five minute break. Oh, it's no, it's like 30 minutes. Like it's a full digestive process. Well, bring your little laptop, work on your stomach, (laughs) la la la. You know, it'll be cute. You can dangle your feet in the air. It'll be cute. Yeah. So that's going to be something I'm going to have to navigate when I go back into the work environment is how I deal with the bloatation. That happens very frequently throughout the day. Huh. Well, I think that one thing that work environments are going to have to implement is a laxer uh, dress code so that sweatsuits can still be involved into the um, everyday no, work yeah. attire. Sweatsuits, sweatsuits is business casual at this point. Like, it, it is business <laughs> casual. Sweatsuits is business casual. We are. <laughs> You're going to, I'm going to host a cocktail party, sisters, and the attire is going to say business, business casual. casual. Everyone's going to come it's in, like, Mini kitten heels and cute blazers, and Mad's gonna show up straight in a sweatsuit. Honestly, the type of sweatsuits that I own are so elevated and so luxurious that it is, it should be, for the amount that I pay for these sweatsuits, it needs to be considered business casual. That is all I'm saying. Okay, so I'm actually at this point in my life where I would like to invest in another sweatsuit, <gasps> and I'm having difficulties, and I don't know why I haven't reached out to you. This has kind of been something lingering in my mind for the past yeah. month, Hello. maybe two You months. have access to the sweatsuit queen. I know, and I ask you where you get them from, and then I fucking go to Aritzia, and I don't see the one that you have, and then I go to... What's that one place that sells um, outdoor, not outdoor voices, our, our world, whatever. Entire I went world. There, entire world. I went there. They don't have a sweatsuit available. I'm just, I went to Med Happy. The one I have is the one I only want on that website. It's just been a really struggle for me because I keep going to websites and not finding the one that I want. And I'm, I'm getting, truly, I'm getting defeated. I'm getting wow. discouraged. There is not a day. That I do not see a sweatsuit that I want to purchase. And I, I, I am having the opposite of the problem. I have plethora. There are too many that I want. Um, you know, you actually, you should have asked me because Set Active just released their whole new basics line. And they have the best sweatsuits. And they're probably all gone because they sell out in minutes. So. I know, and then maybe it's the commitment issue of spending like $180 on a sweatsuit. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of difficulty with. Yeah. So, okay, so now that I know, this is what, Scout, like, you know this. You're supposed to say your desires out into the world, into the universe. And now that I am aware of this desire of yours, I'm going to look out for you. Like, why okay, didn't you so put this out in the universe? You might, well, let me give you the specificities of my wish list here. I want something in the $120 range total ish. Okay. Okay. We can do it. Yeah, we can I do like, it. I like your brown one that you have. I think it's from Aritzia. Yep. I love that vibe. Mm-hmm. The Mad Happy one is great. It's the chunky, clunky, bigger one. Yep. But I think I want one that's a little, little thinner potentially, like the Aritzia brown one Got it. that you have. Got it. That's really exactly what I want. So if you could text me options. Great. I would appreciate it because I'm failing yeah. miserably. Okay, I took this. notes. I took mental notes. Uh, yeah. And what does this say about me that after quarantine I'm interested yeah. in such purchases? I yeah. You're you've always not really been on the pulse, so maybe okay. this is. I'm going to negate that completely. 
I am not on the pulse because I am a classic minimalistic. You can still be on the pulse. You can still be on the pulse if you're a classic and minimalistic. Okay. Well, I just buy things. <laughs> Whatever. I buy a black, like me, my version of a sweatsuit is a black silk midi skirt. <laughs> that is literally what I have worn in this past year more than any other outfit. So I wear like a black <laughs> silk midi slip skirt with a white oversized crop top. You Done. are, Scout, you are an anomaly. Never change. Hags never change. Um... Wow, I I could not think of anything less that I would want to wear. And, and, and like I would not be caught dead even if I was like dressing up and going out. There's no way. A silk midi? No, no, no. The fupa Why? is alive and well. It's, it's flowy. It's comfy. It's not restrictive. It's elevated. It's sophisticated. It can be casual. And it could be a little fancy. It's just like that. You know when they say day to night? Oh, God. It is a day to night staple. Oh, no. All right. Well. Now I understand what that means. Day to night. You just change the shoes and you put a jacket on and all of a sudden you're fancy. Now I get it. Uh, That is my, wow. My mind's kind of blown because I've always wondered what the fuck that means. And now I know. It's the black midi silk skirt. My version of that is a sweatsuit, and then you switch the sweatpants for oversized jeans. And you still wear the Birkenstocks. Can we talk about this real quick? Because we grew up in the same household, and technically, yes, we could share closets to a certain extent. We're not like, we're not complete polar opposites in a way. But you. I don't know how to say this in a nice way. You gravitate, or I'll start with me. Oh. I gravitated towards a lot more high-end, fashion-forward kind of, I suppose you could say, highbrow-ish types of style. And then you're just so good about the street trend pulse situation. Streetwear. And it's so interesting because in that sense, we are so different. Um, both equally chic. Uh, I don't think one is better than the other. Yeah, I am on the pulse and you are more of the timeless. Hmm. That's how it's going to go. Excellent. Um, okay, sisters, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to let you know that I launched a mental health challenge, which is really exciting. It started two days ago, but you can still join. There's lots of things that happen. I'll put the link in the show notes, but basically... You get an email from me every single day with one five-minute free resource tool mindset shift daily ritual that you can implement that day. You get added to my close friends where I'm going to be doing exclusive mental health content, and I'm going live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on my Instagram. Mads, I saw you signed up. Is it because you wanted in on my close friends? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, This is probably a good place to say that we if you want to be on the okay sis close friends it's popping over there so just slide into our dms and we'll add you dude close friends is the motherfucking strategy i and i was the one that told you on close friends i told it to you please give me the credit i told it to you okay i literally said i literally said oh my god a new community strategy adding to to close friends oh my god i almost Okay, <laughs> yes, you did, um, but I'm going to tell you what's the deal, Thank and you. this is the universe talking. So you said that to me, right? And as I was planning my challenge, I was like, should I do a secret Facebook group, or like, how do I have sort of like a close community extra content pillar, whatever? 
And so I went in Clubhouse and I saw this girl who's going to be in my Clubhouse and we were talking, whatever. So I went into her Clubhouse room and they were talking about IG Lives and Facebook Lives. And so my question was, do I do IG Live or Facebook Live? Like with this challenge, I was trying to figure it out. And so I asked the question asking what they recommended. And she said, actually, I wouldn't do any of that. I would put everybody on the challenge in your close friends. Yep. And you had just told me that like two days later and then it just blew my mind that this was such an incredible way to bring community together in a kind of very specific, specific way. So I am I'm loving it because Instagram stories feels doesn't it 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 doesn't feel so personal, but close friends feels like a direct. Oh, yeah. Direct line of communication. Yep. We are always looking for new community building platforms so yes yeah i agree okay let's talk about this episode we did a swap sisters with the whiskey and water podcast the best podcast name oh yeah such a good podcast name these two ladies are fucking fire like i look at them and i'm like how do you how are you you know business lady fucking killing it how are you killing it on your instagram photos how are you lifting the weights that you're lifting in the gym they are just this example of these women that do it all do it all jessica and olivia they are precious gems they live in miami they're miami babes and they're on OnlyFans, which we get into a lot this episode dissecting and asking all of the questions and getting all the tea behind OnlyFans because we really have not talked to someone who is on OnlyFans. we don't we i think we're like part of the OnlyFans community Oh, is this our initiation into the OnlyFans community? <laughs> I guess so. I think Jessica and Olivia are going to bring us with them. But these women are, I, I just, after, actually I said this to them offline, I think, after we had our swap because their episode actually launches today as well, sisters, so go check us out on their episode. After we started recording, I was just like, you guys are so rad because you have, you know that expression like beauty and brains? These women are so hot and they're such hustlers at the same time and they break barriers over what women can and cannot do. So mm-hmm. women can have an account on OnlyFans and do the, you know, kind of the traditional sexier type of content and they can be super, super fucking badass business women yeah. who get at it. They have their own agency. They run their own podcast. They're incredible at Instagram content kind of monetizing that whole situation and they're on OnlyFans. It was just so cool because I think that sometimes we put women in a box. They're either hot or they're either smart or they're either funny or they're either this. And to see women, as Mads and I always say on OK Sis, that we're multifaceted, to see these women coming forward with all of their multifaceted passions, talents, and strengths and packing, packaging it up in one beautiful little bow, which is themselves, is fucking awesome. Hot hustlers. What a great <laughs> slogan for that. I'm a hot hustler. Can I, you can, are. I, can I count myself in that? Yeah. Do you think I'm a hot hustler? Like, if you look at, you know, the, you know, I the, can, the idea yeah, of a I can, hustler, s- am yeah. I it? Yeah, because I can see your bra right now. And it's like full force. I can see your entire cleavage in your cup bra, coop bra. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that I am trying to get in touch with my body and to know her on a deeper level. And therefore, okay, in we, knowing the Zoom, her, the, I am... The, sup- the people on Zoom don't need to see it. I'm sorry. You can get in touch, but we don't need to be looking down your shirt. I can see your whole bra. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, I don't know. Okay, seriously, 
I have Scout, you could never work in an office. You think people just lay around on the couches and <laughs> you can see your bra. <laughs> if, if I had the option, if it was legal to walk outside without a bra and t-shirt on, like, free the nip is my mission. I just don't, I truly, truly... Like, you know me. I'm going to be breastfeeding when I'm pregnant and have a child all over the fucking place without, without, without a cover. Like, it's on, man. So my <laughs> boobs are done being, being, you know, restricted. Yeah. So, yes, I'm done. So, yeah. It's really interesting because you subscribe to the Hot Girl Summer all year round. I am like... I want more cover up the better. I want more clothes on. I do not want one inch of my skin showing. It is so interesting. Like you, even in the dead of winter, are wearing a fucking tank top and some flip flops. I don't understand you. Like I need to be. And you wear tight clothing. I cannot. I want a flowy. I. (laughs) Bads. First of all, did you pull your microphone away? We're working on this. Remember. Second of all. We live in Southern California. It is literally 75, I'm 77 degrees outside. I'm wearing a tank top because I'm, and, and I'm schwitzy. I'm schwitzy in the tank top. <laughs> I'm just pointing out <laughs> that you <gasps> look into your closet and choose the tight clothing for the hot girl summer. And I am always in pursuit of how can I wear a sweatsuit in 85 degree weather? How can I make this happen for myself? And you know what the answer is? Air conditioning. Okay, now let's move on to this episode. <laughs> okay, I don't even, how long have we been, t- oh, we've been talking for a while. Okay, sisters. <laughs> Uh, I actually don't really feel like we've been recording a podcast episode at all. So we hope this made sense, but enjoy this episode. And of course, go to whiskey and water, give those ladies some love. We are so happy. They are now in our community and our network as friends and, uh, see you on OnlyFans. I don't know. TBD. We'll let you know. Bye sisters. <laughs> Sisters, 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 let's talk about glasses, sunglasses, cool glasses, the glasses brands I have been wearing exclusively for over six years. Obviously, we are talking about Warby Parker. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at $95, which is just the best, don't you think? Including prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. We have to talk about their home try-on kit. I took their quiz online for style recommendations, picked out my fave top frames I wanted to try on. They were delivered to my doorstep. I got to play around with each, FaceTiming Mads to get her opinion, of course. And when I landed on the winner, the right in nutmeg crystal, you've seen me wearing them all over IG stories, All I had to do was put the box of five glasses back in the mail and my very own pair of right frames came back to my doorstep with my prescription in them and everything. Yeah, I have never seen a more scout pair of glasses, to be honest. And my winner from my home try-on kit was the Percy Frames in Stripe Sassafras, which really says a lot about my personality, if you ask me. So sisters, we want you to get in on the Warby Parker action. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days there's no obligation to buy ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label so you could try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash okay sis 
Yes, you heard it right. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash OKSIS. Okay, sisters, back to the episode. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. 
my God. Podcasting sisters. Oh, we're so happy to be here. I know. We're excited. I want to move to Miami because I was looking at Zillow, as I often do. And the prices look great. The houses look great. And I I don't mean to scare you, but my husband said- What Miami are you looking at? Prices look great. Better than California. Okay. Way better than California. I mean- You can get like a beachfront property or have a beautiful view of the ocean for under a million dollars, which is just absurd and not- Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean- That's true. That doesn't happen here. Not in my- I mean- Maybe like north. Maybe like north. Or an apartment building for sure. And like a condo. Yeah, yeah. and a condo. But my husband said that Miami's Mm going to be underwater in 20 years. It is. In like 20 years, yeah. yeah. But they also said that like 10 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's let's do it. Okay, let's ready. do the fucking thing. So if we, yeah. I mean, we got right into it, but we have Jessica and Olivia here from Whiskey and Water, which just off the bat, one of my favorite podcast names oh God, ever. Wow. Um, I'm a whiskey gal. Not only do I love the like metaphor of kind of like work hard play hard and the you know symbiotic relationship between business and then being like silly and fun which is literally an embodiment of who I am and I also am a whiskey drinker so this is just like it's on brand and I'm a water sister and scouts the water drinker so there we go you guys both balance each other out so well and it's incredible um before we get into current fixations, I just want to know, like, do you have a favorite whiskey then? I would say that my favorite whiskey is a Macallan 18. Yes, I mean, I, I I don't like to, you know, discriminate against the whiskeys. Um, I will drink anything. Um, <laughs> she same. will drink anything. So, I mean, okay. it could be it could be fireball. Even if it's bottom shelf oh. tequila in Antigua. Okay, that, and she doesn't know where it came from. She'll drink it. Never again. That was <laughs> a lesson again. learned. <laughs> never again. But um, yes, I McAllen 18 is definitely my, you know. I don't even if, know if what I that if is. I'm if I'm doing that, you know. That's a single malt scotch and that is probably yes the highest of the high that you can go like like you have some style girl that's amazing Mm -hmm. and thank you yes so if anyone I I feel like I haven't talked about this on the pod because scout is just not not on the the scotch drinking game but Mm -hmm. I I don't know I got into scotch like four years ago my stepdad is really into uh scotch he's from uh England so he just I don't know grew up with it and we went on this like whole journey of taste testing and it was disgusting at first. And then I fell in love with the taste, like whiskey neat. That's what I, that's my, my, or yeah. my go-to drink order. Yeah. I like a good old fashioned because I feel like the orange really just like kind of does it for me. But yeah. I mean, I, t- I started it because it was like the only thing that I could like stomach throughout college. I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, Jack Daniels, fireball, whatever. And that's kind of what ignited my, you know, love for whiskey for lack of a, you know, pun intended. But it's, just, um, uh, it's so sophisticated. I don't know when you is. drink like a much like a Macallan and like Lagavulin and like those types of uh, brands. I don't know. You just feel like you're just like, like a woman drinking fudge and scotch. Like, I don't I know. know. Like, who am I? Yeah. It's you're I, so people elevated. are like. People like would look at me, I feel like, and be like, oh, so what are you going to have? Like a a vodka crayon? And I'm like, no, give me the old fashioned. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) There's something masculine about it. We've talked about this in another podcast where like I I started drinking it because I never wanted to be in a situation where 
the men in the boardroom were like, oh, we're going to go drink scotch now. And then I wasn't going to be able to keep up with them. So I forced myself to drink scotch in order to never be put in that situation. And then Scout has I have a different perspective. Scout has a different perspective. If, on that. She's like, if, don't succumb. If I'm in a boardroom and they the say that they don't want me because I'm not drinking scotch, they can go fuck themselves hard. And I'll go the other way and have a really great yeah, business literally. day myself. We are here for both perspectives. And isn't it just crazy, like, the things that uh, we think about as women, like, that if I'm ever in this scenario, and, like, we all do that, too. And I'm I'm constantly just, like, I think of things, and I'm like, wow, my fiancé literally never even has to have that thought because he's a man. Like, it's just nuts. Or not only that, not only that, I have built my entire career around women only. So I have an agency that only represents female clients. Hell yeah, sister. And I'll I'll take a male client every now and then, but... I have to vibe with their energy. I have to know who they are. I will not just take any male client. So I've, for some reason, and I don't know why, but I had that hunch when I was really young that working with men in the workplace sounded sticky and it sounded problematic and it sounded interestingly not cool. And so I've just gone the other way and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to work with women. I I just don't even want to put myself in a position where... I'm either devalued or I feel insecure or I feel less than I'm just going to only work with women. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always going to be a safe bet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not always, you know, <laughs> not a safe bet, but it's so I mean, it's better say. than the alternative. Yeah. It's yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, yeah, Scout and I are huge proponents of women. I mean, we only have women on the pod, which is so crazy. The only men we've ever had was our significant others. And that was, that was interesting, but yeah, we've <laughs> only had a handful as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's our really, energy. really, s- yeah, totally. And like, I love it. And I think it has its place in all of our lives, but women just are a different vibe. Like we're different creatures. Different we operate differently. Yeah. yeah. In every aspect. Yep. yep. Okay. Let's do current fixations. Scout. What is your current fixation? So my current fixation, I brought it out to show the Zoom, not the podcast, because this is audio, but it is the Olive and June Heal Bomb. So I have suffered, I got this from my dad, I have really terrible cracked heels, and I get one of those, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a thing that you shave off the dead like skin. Like the cheese grater? The crack- <laughs> oh yeah, God. it's so gross, and every time I do it, I kind of want to puke, because I'm just... but it's so it works so well but once I would do that and then the cracks would go away the bottoms of my heels would just be so dry and really really coarse and and kind of rough and I don't remember who it was I was talking to someone and and I realized that we do a lot with skincare etc but we really neglect our feet in many ways and so um, I historically have very very dry heels and Olive and June came out with a heel balm it's an overnight treatment And I wash my feet before I go to bed anyways, and so I'll just apply this to my heel, and it's really, really great. I will say, and I'm not trying to bash this company, I just want to put something out there in case anyone from this company listens. I ordered the Olive and June, which I'm a huge fan of Olive and June in general. I ordered their manicure set in the beginning of quarantine, and it took a very long time to get to my house. It was a total mess. Things were missing, and it w- it was totally it was COVID. It was it was a month into COVID, and everything was fucked up, and the manufacturers are fucked up, and the distribution was fucked up. So, it was totally fine, and I knew they were overwhelmed and everything. I ordered this heel bomb January 2021, and did not get it until March, and they blamed it on COVID, Ooh. and it kind of bothered me a little bit because we've been in this game for a. 
for uh, for the amount of time that you know what your distribution and manufacturer can handle yeah. with the COVID situation. Yeah. And so I feel like as you if had a year to figure just, it out. No, I think that they're just selling shit that they don't actually have. I don't know. Mm. So that's how, that's that's how Aritzia is. They sell things and then don't ship it for months. And I'm like, excuse me, where's my where's my sweatsuit? I need a new sweatsuit. And they're just like, oh, yeah, like that's not shipping till June. I'm like. Yeah, and it's like I won't. I won't even want like, it in June. Yeah, and the whole yeah. point of like shopping online is to have that convenience factor. So right. I yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if they just have some like a cog in the wheel with their distribution, mm-hmm. but they are a female-led small business, amazing products, and this heel bomb is incredible. Yeah. So I really, really love it, and I'm just happy it showed up at yeah, finally. Yeah, just fair warning. Better to late everyone. than never. Yeah. Amazing. So microfixation, I just discovered this new podcast called The Daily Shine. It's by the Shine app, and it is a podcast meets meditation. These are like 10-minute episodes daily. They come into your little podcast app in the morning. Um, You put it on, and it's a meditation. Like, I I don't know why this is not more popular, this type of format. Like, Mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot of meditation apps. It's audio-based, so... Why not have something where it's a new, fresh piece of content every single day and they focus around a a different topic. So today I did one called You Are Resilient because, yes, and (laughs) honestly, they're just so delightful and they're very quick. So it feels really just like a nice way to ground and start your day. Um, I've just been... I've always never known where to look for meditations. I, I do, I've done Insight Timer, I've done Calm, I've done Headspace. I don't know, nothing never ever clicked and maybe because I had to pay for it or what have you, but this is, this is a podcast. So it's just a nice little free resource for you to ground your day. I love, that's great. And I think Spotify, Spotify, okay. <laughs> Spotify actually recently came out with something similar and I tried it but it's kind of like they have like a radio show and then a meditation and then like a few songs and I'm like I don't care about the radio show I don't care about these random people talking about random shit that's not the first thing I want to hear in the morning and that was kind of just turned off for me so I was like no next no but that sounds so nice yeah, why isn't there, like, just an episode of the meditation? Right. Like, I don't want to skip through and have to find the meditation, da-da-da. It's like, no, this this podcast is focused. Like, you just start it, and it's the meditation. Like, I it love is that. fabulous. I cool. highly, highly recommend. Yeah, we yeah. wrote it down. Pro tip. Oh. Going to check it out. these pro tips today. Yeah. There's so many. I love yeah. it. Okay, <laughs> let's start with Jessica. What is your current fixation? Um... So we were like brainstorming <laughs> we're this like, what, we don't when have we when we were like thinking but about of it. Of course we, were we like, do. We just had to think about it. Yeah, I mean, even so, I mean, like, it was hard to not like think about fixations like just around work yeah. because like we're like all we do is work. Oh, that's all we do. Um, but I, I would say that I have like two, and I thought of one like while we were speaking because um, <laughs> I didn't realize how specific uh, yeah. you know, she's like the heel bomb the and heel I'm like bomb. mine <laughs> my bomb current fixation is growing a dump truck um, that's pretty much all I've got going on I just want to grow a fatty um, a fat ass. Are you talking about your butt? A fat oh ass, yes, yeah. Yes. The dump truck. You're trying it's, to it's grow a fat ass. Oh dump. wow. Okay. I thought you were talking about an actual <laughs> truck. This is how. Like, oh, this is Lord. how out of touch we are. We're like. 
what no, dumpster no. Wait, are you can you repeat <laughs> that can you repeat no, that don't phrase? feel bad literally the only way you would know a dump truck is an ass is if you're on tiktok because that is yeah. the only place that that is referred to that well i am on tiktok but we're I on we're probably on two different we're different, on different, different fyps <laughs> we are on different fyps okay wait so can you give us some tips on how the dumpster truck what is it <laughs> dumpster truck the dump yes dump truck the fatty, the, dump the, the peach, uh, fatty the peach. with the pH, I know. the glazed buns. Yes. Wow. Um, a lot of terms. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like been my like only like consist, super consistent yeah, thing. So. I mean, if you feel like in the past, like few weeks and few months. Um, yeah. But as well, far what as what do I you do? Is it, is it workouts? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, How do you get yeah. a bigger ass? Okay. Workouts. Oh. Got it. Okay. Oh, so uh, squats, you're just doing squats no, every day. No, no, no. I don't oh, even no. squat every day. It's, it's so much more than that. I'm about to put you oh. guys on. So Does this have I do Pilates. I do all the shit and nothing happens to me. So, I mean, it is, I do a lot of weightlifting. So I weightlift okay. like two to three times a week just She's for, swole. just for like lower, like lower body like I focus on glutes specifically and I do like hip thrusts I do sumo squats I do um Bulgarian split squats mm-hmm. um you know RDLs mm-hmm. like all the good stuff RD- what is that RDL? uh Romanian deadlift wow this I is literally have zero I'm idea with you. what any of that shit I'm with is. you I'm with you now well. um <laughs> I don't have these weights at my home mm-hmm. so you're going to a gym for this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to a gym. Yeah. Do you, I mean, maybe your building has a gym. You can do it from anywhere, though. She also, though. like, takes these very specific classes called, like, glute house. And mm-hmm. it's, like, the whole objective is to build your to ass. Get. Yeah. So, yeah. We're yeah. out here. I mean, yeah. hot girl so summer. So, here's my question. Entry. Here's my question. So, you build the ass. The ass is big. Yeah. It has grown in volume, you know, parameter, mm-hmm. diameter, whatever. Diameter. <laughs> my, my question is. Because muscle, I feel as if you can lose pretty quickly. It's once you, I don't want to say the word alter, but once you improve or increase an area of your body, the upkeep is the commitment. Like you have to keep it up all the time. Is that correct? Yes. Or do you retain muscle over long periods of time? Now, full disclosure, I am not a personal trainer. So if anyone is listening to me and I am wrong, do not come for me. But yes, once you grow like an ass and let's say you wanted to stay a current like size, all you would have to do is like lower, like you wouldn't have to work out as hard as you're going because you're not growing. You would just kind of have to maintain, which is you would, you could lower your sets. You could lower your reps. You could potentially even lower your weight. Um, I don't ever foresee myself um, reaching a certain threshold of ass that I am satisfied with. I mean, I'm. And I also just don't see my like I am like We're a pretty skinny person. So evolving it's like and I don't think I'll ever to. get a fat ass. I don't even think I'll ever get okay. like a super super fat ass. It's a lifelong you know? journey. Yeah, it's a journey. Got it. This and I'm in the very beginning of that journey. Let me just tell okay, you. Okay, so you got a while. We got. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. We'll circle back and I'll let you guys we'll know how back. the dump truck <laughs> is keep, doing. I'll keep you guys posted. Hate it. Um, okay, wait. What was your second one? Oh, my second one was Celsius. Yeah. Which wow, which yeah. allows me oh, yes. to get the dump truck and got not it. not an the ad. fuel the fuel the fuel to the dump truck. This but is the gasoline that we put in the truck and in the in the dump truck. No, but we honestly like. I love Celsius. I probably drink one every day. It's not just, an ad. Not an ad. Just like it's literally just like my favorite thing. And it's it's nice to kind of switch from coffee, you know, because coffee can be like coffee can like you have the crash. It's like a little bit dehydrating sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so Celsius is good because it's like 
all healthy energy and whatnot. So she's, she's literally addicted. So that's like my actual fixation. Okay, that's amazing. I got introduced to Celsius because I did have a stint where I was working out at F45. I don't mm, know if they have yeah. that yeah, in Miami. We were so I was actually lifting weights and doing all the things. And whenever I would forget my water, I would just get a Celsius there. And they are they're really good and I, I think I should probably buy some for the mm-hmm. house because when I first was when I first was introduced to them I thought fuck no I'm not doing this energy drink shit this is terrible but it's really clean yeah. it's a really nice buzz mm-hmm. and it's it's really good yeah and that's like my favorite thing is because like we do not rock with like the energy drink thing like I've yeah, never would drank a Red Bull or a Monster Energy or like a in Bang or like anything like that like that's just not our vibe we do like coffee but this has just been like a great alternative because it's like made with like I don't vitamins it's like healthy energy it sounds great we don't even know i know there's nothing bad in it but i don't know it has like b12 biotin b6 so it's like i mean no it's really it's really good for you it's just interesting because usually when i associated it with kind of like the weightlifting community Mm. i automatically on a brand perspective was like this is a monster right of course not good for for me, me but i saw it for the first time at Hot Pilates. And for those of oh, nice. those LA gals, That's Hot Pilates is impression. like, yeah. So I was like, huh. And Aww. my ear, you know, they have bala bands there. So it's like, I was like, oh, <laughs> so it's, oh. it's top tier. Yeah. It's cute. Okay. Amazing. We love that. Okay. Olivia, what is your current fixation? I would say my current fixation is trying to find a house. <laughs> It's really not fun, but it's kind of just like somewhat no, of an that's obsession. That's the most fun. <laughs> it um, is fun. Can though. you hire me? Yeah. So I, my fiance and I, like bought a duplex November 2019. So we have a tenant in one unit, and we're living in the other. And we've got really interested in real estate investing and yada yada. But now I'm like totally over this unit that we renovated. I was like excited about it, but then I quarantined in it, and now I'm just totally over it. I want to be out. The street I live on is not good there was a mur- another murder like two days ago by the way oh sick and i'm just over it there's chickens in my backyard it's a great investment property but like not where i want to live right now at all and there's like no natural light and that kills me mm. so know. you know that's just so every day i'm just like manifesting a big open space and a big house and a kitchen and like a nice porch area in my backyard so that's kind of my obsession right now Okay, so you're going to give me your phone number, you're going to give me your budget, you're going to give me yes. your like, line parameter, yes. because I am on Zillow Beyond, and I'll just send you it's the like options. I guarantee it's I'll find you no, one. I stay on Zillow, too, I, I love and I'm it. not even... It's, like, great if you don't want to be, like, on a social media app, and you just kind of, like, look, and you window shop, and it's great. I mean, Seriously. I look at stuff in, like, North Florida, I look at stuff window in Texas, shopping. I look at stuff in, like, everywhere. I'm just, like, I just want to see what's out there. Yeah. If I see someone on TV and they're like, I'm from North Carolina, boom, check out what's oh, in Zillow in North Carolina. Literally same. I'm like, oh, you're flipping in that All in that time. neighborhood? Well, let me look it up on Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, when everyone was moving to Austin this year, I feel like everyone yes. in California yeah. moved to Austin. I had to do a deep dive in Austin uh, house market. And to be honest, people keep saying there's more land, there's more this, there's more that. But I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed with the selection. I wasn't impressed with the price. Yeah. For, for you're a realtor. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I literally, I know every house that's available in the market in a 10 mile radius of my oh house. God, we love, we love that. that for you. Yeah. For, for us, it's like, I know for me, it's really important to like stay somewhat close to an ocean. Like, I don't know why just being raised by a body of water. I feel like I might, I need to stay somewhat connected to any ocean. 
Um, so like being in the in like gridlock in the middle of like the country scares me. I wouldn't want to do yeah. it unless, which is the goal, unless I have a second property somewhere on the ocean and I'm going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But we love that that's lifestyle. That's what we're manifesting, you know. I we're mean, I'm out here that's, just that's trying rich. to make it happen. By by coastal manifestation. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna swoop in and and deliver <laughs> the manifestation. No, I love it's it. I'm here for it. Now you know she, you, like, she said I stop. am your realtor. You can't stop thinking about it. You know, especially like your space is so important. Like it's where you wake up. It's where you go to sleep. It's where you so cook. Important. Where you eat your meals. So it's where you live your life. I mean. Yeah. We're we're we've it. always been so affected by spaces. I I I've never understood how people. I don't know. Just people's priorities are different. And to yeah. me, like. Being in a space that is just so curated to me and designed Mm -hmm. just in this calming, soothing. I mean, you guys can see my energy. It's like a fucking, it's (laughs) like a firework. So my, my space needs to be neutrals, clean. I love that. Very bare and minimalist. And like, it just, there's something about an energy balance that happens. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have my house right now. I'm renting it and it's, so beautiful and perfectly curated in so many ways but when you get the problem with getting into and then we'll get into you guys and what you do but the problem with getting into the housing game on Zillow is that you very and I'm someone that needs change a lot which is interesting just like a little bit of change like a new environment a new project a new this and so once you get into really understanding the housing market and everything it has to offer you very quickly up-level your manifestations, which is a problem. Yeah, It's never a problem. We're all deserving. We're all deserving. And I can relate, too, because I I do love taking on, like, new projects, new things. Like, I like a a good amount of change in my life, so I I, I do feel that. Okay. Yeah, especially when it comes in business. So let's talk about business because... (laughs) What a transition. That's what you ladies talk about. That's what you ladies do. You have Mood, the agency that you guys run together. Can you talk a little bit about the agency, why you decided to work together, and just like a little bit of an intro into that? Yes. So we have been we were best friends before we were business partners so like our businesses we consider the podcast a business although we're not making a ton of money from it we consider it business it's because business. it is a project that we show up every week for and do and we're committed to and there's you know different parts of it that we're running so yeah we were friends before we were partners and it kind of just evolved really really naturally we just were together all the time and we were like why not have two brains working on things two set of eyes You know, we can share the workload of things. We can support each other in that way. And um, we started the podcast first, and then we launched the agency this year, January of this year, because we were – it was a service that we were providing as influencers for brands, which is content creation. And ultimately, for anyone who doesn't know exactly what that is, it's just creating content that we are not posting ourselves, but we are delivering to the brands for them to use for a website or social media or really anything digital. Um, so we kind of just sat down and we were like, we can utilize our skills and really leverage it in this way where we're not posting for the brands, but we're giving them what, what a lot of brands really need. Like we kind of saw a gap in the market for this content creation. Mm -hmm. And so we started mood the agency and that's what we offer. That's one of our services, but we're open to doing like events and trips and we're kind of just leaving the doors open for that. So we're calling it a creative agency. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, been, it's that, been great. Yeah, that's that's really smart that you noticed that 
arrangement because usually when people think of influencer marketing it's the influencer posting on their channels to their audience whereas right. brands also need content and like yes and they need user generated content but they they're not going to really like take the influencer's content and repost it on their feed or what have you so it's really interesting i'm gonna do a little flex um chamberlain coffee dm'd me the other day and they were like Ooh. love this tiktok that you did of chamberlain coffee like if we send you product will you just make us some more videos i was like fuck yeah like i want free <laughs> coffee so yeah sure. so it was an interesting thing because they wanted to post it on theirs so they were like do right. not post on yours we don't we don't care no, we don't care <laughs> and i was like that's so interesting that that arrangement is happening so you guys creating a whole business around that is so smart Thanks. Ilya's doing that too, where they're asking people to make videos of them putting on their makeup and then Ilya posts it, but the influencer themselves actually post it. But when you say that you're creating content for brands, are you guys in the content or is it uh, photos without you? Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So essentially we, we offer both because, you know, we did, we have backgrounds in modeling and sometimes, you know, the client will request specifically, you know, we'd love content of Olivia or content of Jessica, but we also submit like multiple models like in our network and we'll say hey you guys can also pick from these and sometimes we'll just include ourselves in that I mean we kind of even prefer that sometimes because it you know it allows us to be a little bit more um, conservative you know we don't have to pay the model we don't have to coordinate with them so it is it is nice in that aspect but we do um, hire models for the shoots as well yeah and all that was another part that we were like there's so much we can leverage here because we shoot with like our friends are influencers. Our friends are models. So it's not like we're reaching out to someone like with a cold email being like, hi, can you can we book can you, we book for, you this? for an yeah. hour? It's like we're literally texting our friend being like, hey, do you want to shoot Friday? And, you know, and, so it's and like, we it also get to so much easier. For we us. get to like pay our friends, too, yeah, which is great. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone yeah, wins. Everyone eats. And how is the experience? Because I'm always so vocal about not doing partnerships. I won't actually go into business with anybody this is the most that you'll get out of me is working with Mads on OKSIS um, just because I've had really terrible experiences over and over again with partnerships and I've also taken total responsibility in that sense that I'm just a really fucking difficult person to work with as a co-founder I'm just not easy I'm not easy I think I'm so easy in every other aspect of my life well no like I'm I get along with everybody. I'm friends with everybody. I'm a good friend. I'm a good partner. But when it comes to business, I just, I'm just not, I don't think I'm nice. <laughs> I don't know. I so how has it been working together? Have you, especially since you were friends first, have you had any growing pains with that? It's been interesting to navigate, but I think it really, what really helped us is that we kind of did take baby steps to get here. Like it wasn't like we were just like, oh, we're friends and now we're going to start this business and try to make a million dollars. Like the podcast kind of really, really, we worked out a lot of kinks like in our friendship and now partnership through the podcast, because that was like a total learning curve. We had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Like we I mean week after week we were changing like our system trying to get a system down like fucking up like it was a it was a mess but we worked through it together and I think it's taken a lot of patience on both of our ends and a lot of grace for each other just understanding like hey we're fucking human like if you say something in the moment and you're heated like we give each other the benefit of the doubt but the podcast I think was like really a great in between before the agency definitely yeah because I mean we really like worked out I would say like all kinks like before starting mood together and we also like 
we also just always know each other's intentions. So yeah, like we talk about intentions a lot. Yeah, because we at the end of the day, we but we both know that we have the best interests for each other and our company in mind. So like, let's say that she says something that I don't agree with. And she's like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, I think that's a terrible fucking idea. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to shut her down and vice versa because I'm like, okay, well, in her mind, this is, you know, she thinks that this is the best route to take. So I kind of, you have to remove the ego from it a lot and kind of put yourself in that person's shoes, which don't get me wrong, is a lot easier said than done because in the moment you're like, Mm, no that's that's not it but yeah and I think it's like something that just comes with time and practice like we Mm -hmm. still definitely have our we just bicker things out we don't really let things escalate to a point of being a full-blown argument but we bicker like sisters would or like you know or an older couple (laughs) like we're literally just (laughs) we just go through it and other people in the room are they're like it's fine it's fine I'm like no just let us do this because we'll we'll eventually we don't let things escalate I think that's a major major advice is just like you can work things out out and come up with a solution without letting things escalate and it's not easy to do that because obviously like the the natural reaction is for the temper to go up and for voices to rise but by keeping it just really calm and just hearing each other out and being patient has helped a lot communication is everything I mean we we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have solid communication with each other I like what you said about the evolution of podcasting and I want to just like give you guys a gold star for even persevering through all the bullshit because we know what that feels like and (laughs) I think a lot a lot of people that get into podcasting don't understand that there is such a steep learning curve and there is a lot of trial and error and iteration like there's just a lot of changes and little tweaks that you do along the way and that you learn and it is something that if you do it as with a co-host there is a growth in the partnership that is inevitable I mean we do it as sisters and that it's deepened our you know sisterly relationship tenfold but that's such an interesting idea of getting into podcasting before maybe going into actual business. I think obviously pro, podcasting pro is a tip, business. Pro tip, start a podcast first. Before you start a business. Yeah, yeah, just to see how you work together. But Mads, you did that. You did that with your co-founder, Lauren, at Camber. You guys, you guys worked together in a more corporate sense, yeah. but you had a year or two working with her. So you knew her working style. You knew how you guys collaborated with each other. So in a sense, that was kind of what the podcast is to them, that job was yeah, for you and Lauren. It's so true. So talk to me about the podcast, um, Whiskey and Water. When did you guys start it? What was the impetus? And what do you guys talk about? Yeah, it's been almost two years now. Um, it's but been like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half. And we originally started it like very like lifestyle we didn't really want to give ourselves a lot of like parameters. Um, you know, we had topics from like dating, relationship, sex to like, you know, spirituality, numerology, you know, what have you. Um, and then we, it came a time about like six months ago or so, maybe even a little bit less where we kind of hit a wall and we were like, it was almost like paralysis by like too many options. Cause we were like, what the fuck are, do we want to talk about? Like there's, there's almost too many options. We feel like, you know, we, we're not sure what's relevant. We don't know what our audience wants to hear. So, and we were getting really burnt out. Like, you know, we didn't, we weren't like we super were, passionate. We were, we were uninspired at that yeah, point. Yeah. We like didn't want to like show up. It, it felt like a chore. So we were like, okay, well 
something's got to change something has to change and you know like we're the bosses you know this is our podcast obviously you know we want to make our audience happy but at the end of the day if they're truly our audience then they will stick with us so we decided to take a pivot into a more business like female entrepreneurship focused podcast um which has definitely re-inspired us and it just felt really aligned for this chapter of our life you know starting mood and you know her real estate investing I also own another company so it's just been really aligned for us and our audience has not wavered at all and yeah it's been great it's helped us gain new audiences because we have niched down Mm -hmm. but people know what they're gonna get now when they come to whiskey water before it was kind of when we launched it was very like you know a balance of comedy and also personal development like that was kind of what we were going based off of but then like yeah like she said it kind of just almost to us like I don't think as a listener it would it felt all over the place but to us it did Mm -hmm. and I was like this yeah we were just showing up and inspired and we're like this is at that point and still now I mean this is a passion project for us we're not paying our rent with this Mm -hmm. so we're like if we're not even getting paid this really has to be fulfilling for us in like a you know in a personal way that's not monetarily so yeah when we rebranded that was like the best thing we could have ever done and it totally re-inspired us and we've realized like the more you talk about things, the more real they are in your life. So like we were like, we kind of dealt with imposter syndrome of like, how are we starting a female entrepreneurship show when we're like not even female entrepreneurs? But it's like, you have to, we worked past that and we realized, we recognized that, yeah, the more you talk about something, the more you're about that thing and the more real you make it in your life, you're manifesting it, you're telling other people, this is what I do. And we were like, well, fuck it. If anything, it will help us just, develop ourselves as business owners and entrepreneurs and believe in ourselves more and it has I totally think it has yeah I don't know if that's imposter syndrome I just think that's curiosity I mean right. Scout and I when we started the podcast honestly I wanted an excuse to talk to all my girl crushes and <laughs> that is what happened like yeah I always say I've said this so many times that I like I think podcasting is such a scam like in what other what other world could you just email your dream woman and be like hey can I talk to you for an hour and ask you any question there's in no way would they give you that time so it honestly was like a selfish thing for me to come to a space where I could step into my highest self-worth I mean now I'm an entrepreneur now I'm starting a company and it, it is a result of all of these conversations that we've had with these women. And it does inspire you, hold you accountable 100%. I mean, I do want to talk about this, Olivia, because I'm starting a YouTube channel. Yes. And I do want to hear about oh all God. this because we were talking with Natalie about how, you know, it's very difficult. It's which I, I, yeah, like I kind of had a mini freak out because I was like, oh, my God. I just remember how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into the podcast, and it's just like, do I want to do that PTSD. again? PTSD. Yeah, but it feels, I don't know, to me it feels a little different, and it's something that's just my own, and yeah. I, I'm honestly not putting too much pressure on it, mm-hmm. and it's more so something I want to do to like creatively yeah. push myself. Yeah. So I'd love to hear kind of, I mean, you both were content creators before this, so was YouTube just a natural extension? Like, what attracted you to that platform? Um, so we also we do the pod our podcast on YouTube as well. So that was like okay. prior to me starting a channel, that was kind of the only like familiarization familiarization 
familiarity, familiarity yep. I had with thank there you I had with it but I I've want I had wanted to for like years but I just never felt like it was the right time or or I would try to sit in front of the camera we would try to vlog and we would be like this is so fucking weird I can't do this and then it was during quarantine that I was just I kept thinking about it I kept thinking about it I also was in my high school's tv production program which is where I learned how to film and edit so that's like where I learned the editing program that I'm on, which is Adobe Premiere. And so I I've like missed editing things and missed being creative in that way. And like whenever we did creative stuff and content creation, I do the video. So I like record it. I edit it. We kind of both come up with the concepts, but like video kind of just felt like my thing. And yeah, so during quarantine, I was just like, you know what? If not now, I'll never okay. do it. Let me just say fuck Hon- it. Honestly, what I knew going into it would that I was going to do which has helped immensely is outsource the editing but I do the final edits so like the first like three or four chunk hours like you know that editing time where you're just cutting out all the fluff I don't deal with because I know that would make me just hate it but I'll go back and make all the funny little tiny edits that I like add my own personal touch and that's how I get to feel creative with it too and then it goes live so that's been my strategy i could not like i i have to edit a video that's gonna go live tomorrow because my editor was out of town and i'm like freaking out and i'm like there's no way i could do it with all the other things we have going on if i was doing the full edits of everything and trying to post once a week and doing the podcast and doing mood and like eating and showering there's no fucking way (laughs) there's no way I love how you talked about outsourcing because I think that's so, so key because you can think about the entire project as a whole and there's always going to be steps that don't super light you up. And I have a coach and she always says, you know, you deserve to be supported in your business. You deserve to be supported in the things that you do. And, you know, because you probably support so many other people, you know, with Mood, the agency, you're supporting those clients. And there are people that you get to support yourself and the stuff you're working on. And in that way, it's this big collaborative web. So I think that was so smart of you to outsource just that that specific thing. You didn't say, I'm going to outsource it all. And are you fucking kidding me, Luna? Like, stop. (laughs) She actually doesn't pick up on the mic, by the way. So it's just you guys hearing it. Um, it like very, we need very, those oh, so anyways, yeah, they're so good. Um, so it's so interesting because sometimes I find where entrepreneurs get stuck is that they want to do something, but they don't want to actually put in the work. So they outsource everything. And I don't think that's what builds an entrepreneur, but then there's that fine line of outsourcing the things that aren't going to f- Luna. She's like this little Pomeranian. I was going to say, I need to know what kind of dog this is. Of course she is. So cute. Don't forget what you were thinking. (laughs) She's like a little puppy. Oh, hello. (laughs) She blends into you. She really does. Yeah, that's why I bought her. (laughs) Anyways, um, what I'm saying is that there's such a fine line between outsourcing the areas that are going to take away from your energy and ruin your creativity and bog you down because that's not a long-term strategy versus just outsourcing everything, right? And I think that is the perfect example of such a beautiful balance where you have the self-awareness to outsource and delegate the areas that you're not, that aren't going to fill you up, but that you're still remaining really in the process. And even like with doing the podcast and mood, we have an assistant and she handles the things that we a don't have the time for b simply don't want to do Mm -hmm. 
And that's been, like, so, so huge for us. I mean, pretty much, like, we have a whole system down with the podcast, finally, thank God. But she pretty much gets the podcast live, does all of our social media, like, the stuff that didn't bring, like, you were doing this, the Instagram before, and you would just, she would just dread it every time. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, it's a real privilege to be able to know when and what tasks right. are needed to be outsourced and also also just like what yeah what drives joy uh, again like podcasting youtube all of these channels and things that we're doing it's supposed to be fun yeah. like if it's it's a lot of work i don't want to downplay that but it's spo- in the end like you're doing it to have fun like, like we sorry. well and we started it to i think if anything for our situation like we started instagram to be fun and be creative and like make these right. beautiful photos but then it's like when you get bogged down by all of the actual responsibilities behind making that happen that's when it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. so i think right. it's about exactly. keep, keep about, about keeping it fun and outsourcing is a great way to do that mm-hmm. um jessica i have a personal question um you're on OnlyFans. i am too hell yeah sister oh you are okay both <laughs> of you guys are on only we started it um, together okay so so tell me about it <laughs> what, what and, happens um, on OnlyFans? is it like sexy or is it not is it just like a patreon type thing uh porn no i'm kidding <laughs> uh <laughs> no no heat to uh sex workers we we love our sex workers yes. but uh, yes. We started by making a joint account. So it was like subscribe to Jess and Olivia, which made us really like feel a lot more comfortable with it because like we were like, this is scary. Let's do it together. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that was another thing that we had together that we were doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, we post like content that we used to post on Instagram, like like a lot of like, you know, back in the day we were like, you know, little like college girl influencers, like posting little booty pics, posting a l- little bit of a sexier stuff. And then we realized sexier modeling photos. And too. yeah, and modeling like photos. Like we, we shot, I shot lingerie for my modeling portfolio all the time, mm-hmm. and I would post it on my Instagram. And that's yeah. like before Instagram then became a business, and I had to exactly. like rebrand and be lifestyle and family friendly. Exactly. So we ended up just like dumping all of that content that we felt good creating. Like I love shooting sexier stuff. I just don't want to post it on my Instagram because it's not, you know, on like brand. she said, it's not on brand. So we kind of just put all of that on OnlyFans now, and um. I, I have someone that is running my messaging uh, pro tip. So I, I, that's also like a kind of like an industry secret. Um, a lot of girls don't do their own messaging and I feel comfortable so saying that. are you talking about like pe- like people, like, is there like a DM? So there's a lot of different people doing this. So there's agencies and then there's also like individuals who are offering the service. But yeah, like on OnlyFans itself, like, there's messaging and like that's kind of where you make the money so like it's subscription and then you can sell like photos and sets for you know money or people can custom request like you know their name written on a piece of paper and you posing next to it and they'll pay more for that whatever so that's like what's the sliding scale that you guys get from OnlyFans? sliding scales and how much yeah how much money do you make from OnlyFans? like how much sorry how much i don't want to say how much do you make up total how much would it charge me to consume your content it depends how much you want to pay me (laughs) (laughs) basic but what's the what's the like what's what's the the, okay uh, uh, subscribe to our profile and just see the content that we're posting on our feed for like twenty dollars a month i think my subscription price is 20 now i I lowered it to i lowered mine to 10 or they can be in my dms literally sending me two hundred dollars hundred dollars seventy five dollars at a time for 
for my sets for whatever for custom yeah. requests for a bikini photo with what at three fingers like it usually charges the most random shit usually like we start at like three fingers not like like you know they'll you know, just a little, <laughs> little booby coverage that like well i was just saying like three oh, fingers okay. up so that it, they feel like it's a custom picture oh. you know stupid like holding oh, a spoon i, I haven't else. gotten that but i'm just saying like so they it know it, the picture is for them and for them only and no one else is seeing it type shit mm-hmm. it's weird people are people and are what? weird well how would you like her face <laughs> i am fascinated by oh this. yeah like, why oh i'm just confused as to why men are paying for it like on a business oh, baby because porn's free photos you know are what free I think it is i think it is the fact that you have someone who's a public figure influencer whatever you want to call it and now this you see this a different is side giving of them. you access to a direct different, almost yeah, direct to access. another level of them that isn't being seen anywhere else and i think that's where it is because they the, like the attention the, the people making the most money on OnlyFans are influencers and it's because the fans are their literally their audience mm-hmm. so you know it's not a random porn star that you have no connection with and you don't even know their real name it's like this girl that you followed forever and you know you feel like you're getting a, a closer look yeah at them. definitely now and then question question and i want to preface by saying i think this is fucking rad and so fucking awesome so i hope this isn't offensive what does your fiance think he no that's a great because question. you're having very because you're having very it's not just the subscription i can see not being such an issue because there's no right. direct communication but when someone dms you asking for a custom photo like I can imagine if I was in that situation and a girl DM'd my husband totally. for a custom photo from him, I would. Oh, wouldn't and be he down. already knows that if it were the other way around, there's no way in hell I would let him do this. So the Just like, gotta preface it by that. He's my fiance because he can he, he can handle this, and we've been dating since high school, so he's really like grown with me. And if he had any sort of like jealousy issues or was like that in any way, we simply wouldn't work together. So he's extremely understanding of like my career, my work, the photos I post and things like that. Obviously, the messages don't like make him super excited to think about. But he also really just sees it as an extension of my work, because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, I'm not like I'm not really sitting here. It's like it's small talk. It's high. It's also like it's anonymous work. I don't we it like on their end. We can't see even who we're messaging. So that kind of helps, I think. And I also am looking into getting the messages outsourced, too, because that is definitely like in relationships. And I think this is something that a lot of people are curious about. They're like, how is your like what? How is he okay with that? But I'm making enough money to the point where he can't say shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's, you know, like he's just like she's just sugar mommering out here. He's like, you know, dinner on you. I took him on a little shopping spree the other day. You know, I got to scout. Give him his scout. Get on this (laughs) with your titties. Like, I can't do this. I don't have the dumpster truck. I don't have the titties. Like, you are the one. I'm already enough of a sugar. I'm already enough of a sugar mama. I I don't need to. uh, Period. This is true. Already enough of a sugar mama. But that's That's the tea. That's fucking rad. We, that's the tea. Yes. Okay, wow. This just like, I'm so happy we ended on this note. This is fabulous. We love it. Sisters, if you want to start an OnlyFans, we actually got, um, you know, pitched by Onlyfans to start an OK Sis account, but I think it's because they want to, like, start to rebrand. Yeah, they definitely do. Here's the and problem. I was like, 
here's the problem with OnlyFans. If I were to start one, I don't have a male audience, so like you'll find they'll find you. They will find you, Scout. You have the titties. They will find you. (laughs) There's other ways to market it. I did not. I was not blessed. I was not blessed. With the titties. Me, girl, me either. And me still, either. We're working on There's a reason I paid five grand. <laughs> 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 I wasn't oh, blessed I with titties. Oh, I love this. It's, okay, it's you fun. guys are so delightful. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, we're so excited. We're going to actually go on your guys' podcast right now. Yes. So we're so excited for you guys to listen on um, Whiskey and Water as well. But tell everyone where they can find you, the podcast, the OnlyFans, <laughs> all the touch points. Uh, you guys can find me at the Jessica Experience. And me at Olivia PW, like password. And P-W. us at Whiskey and Water Podcast. Yeah. And OnlyFans link in bio, baby. And Mood the Agency <laughs> if you want us to create your content. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. I love it. And you can find us sisters on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. We love Bye. you. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.